0: Human Torch was denied a bank loan. Welcome back to the Castaway Consultants, where we teach future Survivor players how to play the game by criticizing current players. Today, we are looking at the finale of Survivor 45, Living the Survivor Dream. And man, would I love to live the Survivor Dream. I'm your co-host, Josh Wessler, joined today by Ryan Stacy and Derek Kubachek.
1: Our favorite holiday of the year. It's Survivor Finale Night. It only comes twice a year, and it delivered. It delivered. This was... Uh, An
2: emotionally wild episode. I really like this finale. Derek, for all of the valid criticisms that we gave the edit and production choices with respect to the edit this season, they did some really wonky and wild things. The finale absolutely delivers 100%. It was unclear maybe how the early portions were going to go. And I really enjoyed that, especially because if you go and check out our social media, there is a fairly big consensus about what people thought was going to happen and nothing ended up being clear. I, I loved it. And I think I can safely say my favorite of the new era, but we'll talk about that more later. Yep. Oh, uh, let's get a spoilers. Just, like, come on. What? what you, if you are if listening to this and you haven't watched the finale yet, what are you doing? Yeah. We've given you ample opportunity to pause the podcast, put us in your queue. Listen to us later. If this Three. randomly came
0: oh. on with autoplay for some odd reason, uh
1: leave, turn it off. Crash your car, whatever you need to do to get this to stop playing. Don't actually crash your car. Uh, three, two, stop. One. Spoiler alert: We have another winner of Survivor, D Vallederes. I think is how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, we have a great winner in D. A uh, really fun winner. I think I can speak for all of us when we're like uh, last time we all said D was going to win hands down, and it wasn't as clear cut as we thought it was going to be at all. Yes, we were right, but it was much more fun than any of us could have predicted.
2: And what's funny is, once again, we could rely on the poor gameplay of a few players to almost fall absolutely booty backwards into the right move. Because, of course, early on, we're going to get discussion about taking out D, But not because she's the biggest threat left in the game, because she happens to be involved in a show. Like, the fact that they've managed to consistently stumble into the wrong reasons for doing things from a game bot perspective. Because, I mean, when you're out there, all the reasons for doing things are the right reason to you. But if you want to win the game, I mean, that's kind of why we're here, to be a little game body. Yeah, you need to look at more than just your perspective. You need to take a page out of Drew's book. Be self-aware. Know where you are, when it's time to flip, when it's time to cut bait. When it's time to to make a move, it's not all about being Jake, but I, I loved it. Josh, how about you? I oh I love this finale. Uh, it was a great
0: cap to a fantastic uh, post merge of this season. Uh, you know we've we've been going I think full speed since the merge happened, and, and th- this finale did not disappoint. It didn't even actually go exactly how I expected it to, even though I almost exactly predicted everything that happened
2: this episode if you go back and listen (laughs) to season
1: sir uh, huh, huh, huh. you predicted
0: everything this season
2: I mean you for sure predicted the path of one player earlier than anyone that I saw out in the social media sphere
0: I mean I wasn't going to bring it up yet <laughs> um, but yeah I'm definitely going to end up gloating about a certain nope. someone's character this here. is going to be the
1: let's give Josh all the props episode of the podcast I don't get it often <laughs> he doesn't get it often he doesn't deserve it often but tonight he does
2: a- absolutely <laughs> more
1: than uh, more than any other castaway consultant on this podcast thank you or or any other podcast.
0: You know, I, I feel like this season, I finally a, am able to actually have a little bit of validity. And, and people, when they're listening to the podcast, you know, Derek is very well-spoken. Ryan is uh, a complete survivor nerd. And then there's me. <laughs> I forget things very often. <laughs> the which, memorability is, which is very ironic for being the
2: memorability <laughs> correspondent. That's the reason we gave you memorability <laughs> correspondent, because it's awesome.
0: I, I'm not very good, you know, thinking of, uh, of with a wide uh, vocabulary or anything like that. So, you know, at least I have this. You know, Derek may have his fancy book learning, but Josh has something. Josh <laughs> has his Survivor 45. Damn right, <laughs> predictions.
2: Hey, you know what? Josh has got the clairvoyance.
0: <laughs> uh, should we jump into this episode?
1: Absolutely. All right. So, final five, we're back at camp after D's horrible betrayal of Austin, and Austin immediately gets over it because he's in love.
0: Simp.
2: Simp. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't I don't want to go that far. <laughs> it's got such a negative connotation. Uh, and yet, simping doesn't have to be bad. But we, we all know the connotation, so I'm going to stop short of saying that. Austin does need to wake up and realize he can't go to the end with D. I will say... The edit maybe pulled the wool over our eyes a little bit with exactly how big of a threat the jury deemed Austin. Because I think we were all kind of coming in thinking if Austin goes to the end with D, that's a clean sweep, uh, or at least close to it. Yeah. Um, maybe with the exception of Drew, um, which makes sense. We're gonna end up getting a three-five, which by the way is still an L. We're still right, just yep. not as right as we thought we were. But of course, we didn't have all the information, but we did have enough.
1: Ultimately, what you know. Even with Austin's simpiness aside, he's still super likable. He's still a really solid player mm. and had solid strategy. Mm. He just had that one
0: big hole. Um, he he was one move away from yep. winning this game. Really,
2: yeah. And, you know, depending on where Jake goes, he's one vote away. I mean, depending on who you look at who voted for D, I would almost argue Emily because Emily was really close
0: with Austin. Yep. And, and Emily was probably the hardest on D at, fi- at final tribal. Yep. But then blew up Austin's spot by by accident on purpose. We don't know, mm-hmm. uh, but
1: really blew up a spot. But yeah, so Austin and uh, D they're still together. No word yet on whether they're still together post show. Oh, I was
0: gonna say, did something come out? Uh, no is breaking news? news yet at
1: this hour. I'm sure we'll find out tomorrow in exit interviews. By is the there...
0: time by the time this podcast is posted, we yeah, might know. We might
1: know. But Austin does say he's like, yeah, probably would have given the advantage, Amulet to Drew if I knew. So you know, good move. Mm-hmm. Austin. You're saying all the right things. Vote
2: her out. <laughs> probably, probably vote her out. This is going to be a bigger sin later in the episode.
1: Gatorra wants to break these two up. They're a pair. She's just noticing.
2: Wow. <laughs> so I, I made I made reference to this. If anyone has seen that episode of Family Guy where Meg runs out, I heard a noise. What's going on? Is everything okay? And then Peter just stares at her and then smokes her with a baseball bat and says, ah, Meg, you startled me. Are, are you kidding me? Like." <laughs> <laughs> this has been so incredibly obvious. <laughs> and then, and
0: then in in pure Katura and everyone else, later on fast forward all the way to after final tribal and we're doing our little like Q&A reunion. Basically everyone's trying to say like, "Oh, we saw this the entire time." And and I don't know if we got confirmation during the season of people not noticing, but Katura for sure was making comments, you know, this one in particular, about not really seeing this coming at all. So, you know, it kind of goes back on it, anything she says earlier. She episode. saw
2: them holding hands in a
0: helicopter. Yep.
2: Come on. Maybe that's your sign, Katura. <laughs> Here's your sign. I, I
1: think this is just more evidence that Katura is not very good at Survivor. Yeah. All right. A box is going to show up on the beach, and we're going to have a uh, really fun challenge. Uh, Josh has things to say. So it's the, it's the challenge where you have to run a distance to a, a series of items, count them all up, run back, And put the numbers into a combination. You got to get them right. And they're spread all around the island. And you're playing for an advantage in the immunity challenge. We've been doing this a few times in the new era. So to go ahead and pitch to, since Survivor 45 is is over, we're going into the offseason. The next thing you will hear from us, the previously recorded Survivor Kageon Rewind. We recorded this back in like July and August. Ready to go. But we're just going to release in the offseason, but we recorded it before 45.
2: So speaking of Josh's clairvoyance, yep. I was also referring to this. Josh, why don't you take it away? <laughs> what is going on?
0: Uh, yeah, so stay tuned uh, because it, it, it's a great podcast. You know, Our, our rewinds are always great. Uh, this particular season that's going to be coming out soon was super fun to record. But one thing in particular that was mentioned during it was this challenge And how fun it was watching through on Kageon and everyone just scrambling and going and it it taking forever during that season. And I think without going back and listening to my exact words, I I was basically saying they need to bring this back for the new era. Lo and behold, just a few months later... How did I know that this was going to happen, but it is here and it's back. And I loved it. I was so excited when this came up.
1: This is a great challenge. Jake is going to end up winning this. And he, you know, he's like, running is not my thing. And I'm like, Jake, I I relate,
2: buddy. (laughs) Um. former cross country star Ryan Stacy. <laughs> By the way, famously I'm the only one on the podcast who never was in cross country. Fun fact for the listeners.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was in cross country blue or not. Um You loved
2: running hills cuz you're a sociopath.
1: I do running hills is my favorite practice. I'm, it's the one thing in cross a psychopath. country. It's
2: the
0: only
1: thing in cross that's country. It's my least favorite thing in cross country. You know and that's what everyone tells me the only thing I was good at was hills. I could do hills all day. I love running up hills. Everything else. <laughs> Thanks, blows. Kate Bush. I mean, I
2: can tell by his arguments. He just loves running up hills all day. <laughs> every, every, uh, you know what? You want a hot
1: take? The uh, cover version by the band Placebo is an infinit- <gasps> infinitely better than the Kate Bush How version.
2: Dare
1: you? Uh, come at me.
2: <laughs> infinitely. False.
1: Infinitely. It's not even close. Anyway, Jake wins because he is slow and steady, and he makes sure he's accurate because he's like, I'm not fast, but I'll, I'll get it right the first time. And the way he does this is brilliant. So he counts up the items, and the first one is 18. So he, he remembers this by the winners of whatever season, in this case, 18. It's like, okay, JT, 18 JT, and then I can't remember what item it was. But the next one was 25, Denise. Denise is like bamboo. She's sturdy. Uh, and the last one was Coconuts. 43. They, there was 43 of them. Gabler, Gabler's Little Nuts. That's how I remembered it. JT, Denise, Gabler, the season that they won. And I'm, I'm like, Jake, I, like, I wanted Jake to win already. And this just, like, pushed it over the top.
2: Well, and, and by the way, to tie this to token chains a little bit, isn't this a similar challenge to where Fishback totally broke the challenge by, like, assigning a phone number?
1: Yep. It was, uh, he had to, you had to memorize, like, plus, minus, multiply, divide signs, and it was, like, a spinning windmill, and yeah. you had to memorize them all. Fishback stayed up there the longest, memorized it by assigning it, like, a one, two, three, or four, memorized it just like a phone number. was ten digits. Came out, one, first try. Uh, and I was thinking the exact same thing during the episode. This is a very
0: Fishback. And Ryan, you actually said something in the episode that made a whole lot of sense to me because my first thought was, man, I can't remember Survivor's seasons. Like, I know all the winners, obviously, but I get mixed up between, you know, 24, 25, 26. Which one is South Pacific? Which one is Second Chances? Okay. Oh, come you know, on and now. And then when, let alone the 30s. like <laughs> Second Chances of not like, in the 30s. Right, <laughs> Josh, exactly. <laughs> no, don't ask
1: me. Josh, how many can we name? It's season 30.
0: I don't know yeah. and uh, david versus goliath <laughs> no! no 37 oh my gosh <laughs> heroes healers hustlers 35 uh cambodia 31 <laughs> this is so fun uh ghost island 36 nope. uh have i still not mentioned 30 yet? you haven't gotten no. 30 uh, but you've gotten four of the 10 yeah. uh worlds apart 30 yep.
1: okay. yeah okay <laughs> yeah can you do 32 what's 32
0: you're halfway there man whoa god this is when we got into all the themes i don't know you should know this one
2: you you should there was actually a callback blood versus water 2 no no was that was that 29 yep it has something to do with kicking a challenge over
0: oh um oh god what was the name of the season though Mm -hmm. uh i don't know all right here's last five co-wrong millennials versus
1: gen x uh, Game Changers, Edge of Extinction. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I, I don't blame you for, for blocking this one, Island of the Idols.
0: Okay, so the, the late 30s, I would have ended up okay. getting those. Like, those, those are easier. I was trying to focus on the early yeah, 30s. Yeah. Ko Rong, I probably should have gotten. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you have a Ko Rong buff.
0: I I literally do. Yes. I was deciding between which one to wear tonight. And one of them was a Korong buff. That's how I got the other two. Correct. I think. (laughs) Whoopsies. Anyways, my, my point (laughs) when this came up, I was worried about that. And then Ryan brought up the point, you know, you could just assign anything to this, you know, I'm a big sports fan, so he brought up, you know people's jerseys, number 18, Justin Jefferson, uh, you know, and I would have to figure out the other I have never known that one. Yeah, so you know, this could work for anything that you might be super knowledgeable on. 100 percent phone numbers, Survivor
1: uh, seasons, and uh, sports teams, there you sports go. balls, sports balls. Uh, but Jake wins the advantage uh, for the immunity challenge. In the immunity challenge, he only has to land one sandbag instead of three. But Jake makes a couple of mistakes during this challenge. He forgets the keys he needs at one point point, has to go back and get them. And then during the final puzzle, he misplaces a piece and never has it. Can't solve the puzzle without it. Austin is going
2: to win it. Art imitates life, imitates art, all within art, which imitates life. It's it's beautiful that so many things emblematic of Jake's survivor experience keep happening and kudos to the edit for always focusing in on the one cog in the gear set that is messing everything up for jake i feel for the guy i love the guy i want to give him a hug (laughs) jake is by far my favorite lawyer to ever play this game personality wise and by the way i really like julie a lot as well and by the way i like Tura as a person Mm -hmm. i just think as a player i'm I'm speaking of specifically and i just want to yeah i want to give him a hug i want to give him a big group hug
1: jake is my favorite player on the season like like as a personality jake's my number one for the season
0: yeah I, I i really love owen i mean jake
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh but austin wins immunity uh he builds the tower it's the same one michelle fitzgerald built twice kicked twice austin is gonna kick the tower down as
2: well and should any listeners ever make it on survivor and you win that challenge and you don't kick the puzzle over i will slander you shame actually it's not slander everything i say will be accurate uh, Austin also gets going to reward. He picks Jake, and we get
0: boys' night three. Boys' night's really slimming down. Hey, you with the boy, the one, the boy. one singular boy left. It's getting lonely. Boy night it
1: sounds much worse when it's singular. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so it, much worse. It just sounds lonely. I don't like it. I like this move to take Jake because Julie, Katara, and D. I I feel like they're less likely to scheme and plot against. And, you know, they can't scheme plot against Austin anyway. Oh, what, oh no, they're going to scheme plot against Jake. Oh, darn.
2: <laughs> well, and, 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 it, and it bears repeating because I, I don't want the listeners to be confused. This wasn't an, a reward challenge. This it, was is immunity immune, it was immunity. But Austin has to pick someone. He picked the chaos agent. Yep. Cool. I'm just going to isolate the chaos agent. Austin's picks for these things have been immaculate. Yep. If I can please say so and acknowledge. Uh, absolutely bring him with because, you know, that if Jake is back at camp, He's taken another big swing.
1: Yep. And now it is time for one of the most insane votes we've ever had in all of Survivor. Because this is nuts. Because what happens is wild. It's so scatter shots. I think it might be the most scatter shot final five we've ever had. I'd have to look at them all. I mean, you,
0: you can't get much more than this.
1: And, and going into it, you know, we were shown so many different options. of like, okay, we must have missed some stuff. They're just showing us all the different conversations that are had. And it's going to be much more uh, straightforward once we get there. Nope. Everyone who is eligible gets at least one vote. It's insane. And there's a lot of pieces here, a lot of suggestions, more than usual. And we got to talk about all of them because they're all relevant for once. So first off, Katura wants to pull in Julie to take out D.
2: Now, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's for the wrong reasons, uh, but at least we're on the right answer. Yep.
1: In cool. hindsight, this is a great idea.
2: Cool. And, 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 and by the way, if Julie's a bigger threat, it's not a good move. You should bring yep. in D to try and vote out Julie. So and that's I, gonna be the question. I, I,
1: let's have let's let's talk about that. Who is the bigger threat? I think the show tells us as as the jury sees it, it seems to be Julie. And she's the only one who's mentioned to be a great fire maker. So it, you know, let's say Julie and D are number one and two, and Julie's the better fire maker. It makes sense to take out Julie here and try and take out D in fire making. That makes sense.
0: That That is the one big thing is the fire making because Katera makes another solid point in favor of D is that, you know, if we want to be able to have that extra spot open in the final three, we got to split up D and Austin. And I think that's a really solid point. So it, it just comes down to, in my opinion, how big of a difference is that fire making ability? As far as I know, we haven't heard anything about how good D
2: might be. We haven't. Because if she is, then, you know, I would I would maybe lean a little bit more towards D. Sure. And and in my opinion, I think Katura. I want to say Ryan's correct because for Katura specifically, we have we have few enough people here that we can talk about what's best for everybody. Katura needs to go to the end with Jake and Austin. Yep, that is her only chance. That's her only play. And she, apparently, Jake and Austin both need to go with each other as well. Exactly. Yep. Well, and that's why I like. I don't want to gloss over what happens at the at the reward, but I think that taking out D or Julie here is a fine move. So I'm just glad that Katura is working toward a correct move yep
1: bottom line in the end austin jake and katara need to go together they have to D and and julie have to go whatever order it is is fine they know better than we do maybe (laughs) maybe well maybe hmm. you
0: shouldn't have taken out Drew last vote
1: (laughs) so julie does not want to take out d because she's loyal to d she wants to take out jake and you know to be fair to julie she could probably beat anybody so, doesn't matter who goes home for her. Yeah, do what you want. Yeah. She wants to have these back though. Um and they agreed the girls all agreed to take out Jake. On reward, Jake is immediately going to tell Austin he's got the idol and he isn't going anywhere. And Jake's whole plan here is he wants to tell people about his idol to make everyone think he's going to play it on himself and that way he can do something fancy schmancy and play it on somebody else and make a big move and Try and get some jury votes.
2: And and, and by the way, we're, we're applying retrospective analysis to this because the edit certainly didn't give it to us ahead of time that yep. he was planting seeds the same way that Bruce was planting seeds with him earlier in the season or the same way that he tried to plant seeds with Drew and Austin earlier in the season. But he also, when he was saying, I planned it that way, he might have just been trying to save face. I don't think so. He's been setting this up all season. I, I, I agree. I just wanted to point out that this is a retrospective analysis. Yes. Which is,
1: I mean, every episode is yes. retrospective analysis. Y-
2: yes, yes. But this in particular, because it came linearly and we had no idea. We were not yeah. clued into the plan.
1: So Jake wants to take out Julie because she's a bigger threat than Katura.
2: Yep. That's correct. Checks out. And sp- says, I want to go to the end with you and Katura. We have said it out loud. This is what the three underlings need to do. Yep. A- and Austin, mm-hmm. you should recognize this too. You You have to. You have to. Do you you have a shot against D? Uh, Apparently, yeah. Apparently, a shot. You have a
0: shot. But if you're going to final three, you want to have a little more confidence than just
1: a shot. So on the way back to camp, Jake's like, hey, please don't tell me one about my idol. Austin immediately tells D about Jake's idol. (laughs) Instantly. And I think that's what he wanted. Yep. Uh, I think Jake doesn't care either way. He's like. Yep, people need to know it. They won't come after me. They'll go after someone else. I can play it on somebody else.
0: And if you publicize it too much, then they're going to know what's up and they might, you know, toss a couple votes on you.
1: Yep, he gets one. Austin uh, wants Katura out next for some reason.
2: I think it was just because that's what he talked about with Jake. And he also sees Katura as a bit of a chaos agent as well, which in fairness, if you want to talk about effective chaos agents in terms of uh, wiping out your entire own tribe, or at least everyone in Bellows' chance of winning... (laughs) Katura is the bigger chaos agent than Jake. Yeah, she's got Lex energy.
1: She's moving the pieces <laughs> just the wrong way. <laughs>
2: Huge Lex energy.
1: So Jake also tells Katura he's got the idol. Um, and Katura's like, let's use it to take out D. Okay. That's also awesome. yeah. Yes, these
2: are these are both good
1: ideas. So Jake at this point, he's like, I don't think I'm getting votes. I'm thinking I'm gonna play this in katura and do something wild and get some attention from the jury. And and for Jake, I think he's gotta do something like this because Nothing
0: has gone right for this <laughs> guy. And and even a big move like this, I don't know if it does the job. You know, you need this plus another immunity win, plus fire making, yeah. plus hoping that your social game
1: comes through. Put himself to fire making against D, knock her out. Go to the end with Oscar or maybe now.
2: Well, you have a chance. And and also, this bears bringing up, even though we like to talk about 39 as little as possible, if everything goes right for Jake right now, he's just Dean Kowalski instead of Owen Knight. Uh, he, he's got two paths laid before him. One gives him a better shot to win, but both lead to losses.
1: Though I will say Jake could probably get a better social game than Dean. Probably true. Because, uh, yeah, the thing with Dean is he really was very closed off in the
2: early portions of the game and didn't make those social <laughs> bonds, which really hurt him later on. So we're splitting the vote, right? <laughs> one of the best parts of that. One of the only good parts of that season. Yep,
1: indeed. Uh, Dean in general is one of the only good parts of that season. <laughs> <laughs> so Dee tells Julia that Jake is an idol. Julie does not believe it, and she wants to target Jake anyway and roll the dice. Julie, let it go. It doesn't have to be Jake. You can go after anyone, and you'll probably win. Take out Dee.
2: It really doesn't matter. If Julie was being a game bot, this would be a great time to take out D. However, if D is loyal to you and you're loyal to D and you can beat anyone at the end, maybe it does make sense to keep some certainty in your life. Especially if you can beat anyone in fire, too. But the point Ryan is making, if Jake has an idol and you've heard from reliable sources, maybe just assume the dude's got an idol and try and do something else. Take
1: out Keturah. Easy peasy. Austin wants to turn on Julie now because he's kind of realizing Jake's right. Julie's a bigger threat than Katura. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What? No. <laughs> but D's like, I'm voting for Katura no matter what. I'm not going to turn on Julie. I'm, I'm throwing my vote on Katura. You do what you got to do. Gutsy. Bad. <laughs> Gutsy. You know, you could say that, but it's a bad move to waste your vote like this, I think.
2: Well, here's the thing, though. Obviously, there was no consensus out there. I believe if there had been even a semblance of a consensus, first of all, D would have been in on it because everybody tells D everything. Yeah, apparently. And she would have piled on. I, I genuinely believe she would have. I think there was no idea about what was going on. And so she's like, "Okay, all I have is my loyalty and my trust that this isn't coming my way. She wins by one vote. So whether it's Emily's, whether it's Julie's, whether it's anybody's, all these little things count. So that's why I say gutsy. But, Maybe not game body, but gutsy. But she almost loses here by one vote. Almost, but she, she should. We are have. not playing tiddlywinks. We are not playing grenades. Well, let's get into tribal
1: council because I, 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 you're, you're, you're being too nice to D right now. On at this, this, at this ah. moment. So Katura is going to make Jake swear on his Nana that he will vote for D, and he, he does,
2: and he does, yeah who cares Katura doesn't and by the way it doesn't really matter to Jake he needs D and Julie to go home yep which I don't understand Katura like why would he why, why, why would he turn on you you need to understand where you are in the game Katura Katura oh I have a bone to pick with her but I'll wait until after <sighs> tribal tribal
1: council Jake is going to play his idol on Katura there was only one vote for Katura and that came from D D did what she said she was gonna do just throw a vote on Katura we get one vote for D which is from Jake, like he said he was going to do. We get one vote for Jake from Julie for some dumb reason. Exactly what which she we said were told. She was gonna do. Yep. And then finally, Austin votes for Julie, like he said he was going to do. And Katara votes for Julie. She got scared at the last minute at Tribal Council and swapped her vote to Julie instead of D just because she thought she was going to go home and maybe she could force a tie. Uh, by voting for Julie instead. Which makes
0: zero sense. I think
1: it makes a little bit of sense. How? Uh-huh. Uh, because, oh. because uh, you know, you had Jake. That's okay. So we got Jake voting for D. Mm-hmm. And so with the Austin and D group, there might be like Austin voting for Julie. And let's say we get like a tie between Julie and Katura. There there might be. So it would have to be a 2-2-1. Two, two, and then the revote that that one person. Jake would have been the one voted for D. Right? He's alone. Mm-hmm. So on the revote now. Julie can't vote. Katura can't vote. Jake, uh, Austin, D can. Maybe Julie goes home on that revote. Whereas I don't think D would if there was a tie, a, a, a forced tie. So I think if there, we are going to a tie, Julie is more likely to go home over Katura than D is. So I think there is some logic
0: there if we're just looking at pure self preservation.
1: In a tie revote, D is not going home. Julie is definitely more likely to go home.
0: Because fewer people are willing to flip on D, yeah. essentially. Nobody's
1: flipping on D, save like Jake. Austin and D could flip on Julie, like that's if necessary. Yeah, Julie, I don't think is going to flip on. And and
0: and, and that that logic, yes, that logic makes sense to me. But I think it was the beginning of her thought process that didn't, where she's like, if votes are coming to me, uh, and she's basically you know putting all of the stock behind Jake lying to her
2: and it actually being on her and not going towards D and, and
0: that's where that doesn't really make sense and
2: and me. that's why I'm confused you're saying a revote is likely to go to Julie if a revote is likely to go to Julie why didn't she just stick with her plan if a revote is likely going to Julie she switched her vote to Julie
1: because or the original plan would have been let's say it did end up with as a tie it would have been two votes D two votes Katura G- and then the fifth person's got to switch their vote between them. That's going to land on Katura probably. Whereas if it's a two votes on Julie and two votes on Katura, and then the, the third person's got to decide, it's probably going to be Julie.
2: Okay, I understand. So you're saying Katura was worried about two votes D, two votes Katura. Yep. And that was the tie she didn't yep. want to face. Okay, there's some logic there. I, I still think like if you're in Katura's position, you need to maybe risk that <laughs> and trust that people want to get rid of a player, at least enough people.
1: Yeah, she definitely panicked. But she didn't have all the information. She didn't know what Jake was doing. So I actually don't fault Kotoro too much for doing this with the information she had. It's, it's a classic Bellow move. Because the Bellows <laughs> don't properly communicate, and they implode their own game. Jake wants to be all fancy in front of the jury.
2: Let's be clear. Katura does not communicate correctly with Bellow. Kendra didn't do great either. Well, Bruce didn't do great either. But
1: and now Jake doesn't do great.
2: I think Jake did exactly what he was said he was yep. going to do. He didn't say that he was going to play his idol on Katura, but I wouldn't tell her that. She literally blew up his last sure. idea.
1: But Jake does not tell Katura everything. And he, he seems to be acting a little cagey about Th- there's it.
0: There's absolutely zero reason for Jake to tell Katora about his idol. Yeah,
1: that's fair. But Katora doesn't trust him. So she changes something. And because he was a little cagey, she gets scared and changes her vote.
2: But if we're talking game body about self-awareness, and I promise I this will be my last comment on this. Katura needs to trust that going to the end with her like is in Jake's best interest. You can always trust people's best interests the most on the Survivor. Most, yeah, like, yeah. You can't trust anything.
1: So, in the end, Julie goes home on two votes from Austin and Katura because Katura got scared. I'm going to say this is the right person to go home, the wrong way to get here, but,
2: you know, what do you do? <laughs> Either D or Julie are right moves, and from what we've been told, Julie's the bigger fire-making threat. I will hang my hat on that tentatively and trust that the right person went home, but like you said, this was pure nonsense. Uh, so, yep. uh, right person, wrong reason. To me, it feels like it should be D going here just because she
0: feels like the bigger threat. But I'm kind of in Derek's shoes where I almost have to trust what people are saying, both with Fire and both with Julie's threat level from the jury. Uh, so, yeah, I, I guess I'll say that's a right move. Both need to go, though.
1: Yeah, at one point during the season, we were told that Julie is the bigger threat than D. We haven't been told that it's changed. So we have to go with it because that's what we're given.
2: Yeah, that's the most recent. Yep. Because it was D at the merge. Yep. And then it switched to Julie yep. out of nowhere, and that's where it's been.
1: And that's, you know, she hasn't made any enemies, really. Besides yeah. Jake, kind of. Mm-hmm. So, what did Twitter have to say about this one?
0: Yeah, 74% of Twitter uh, disagrees. Uh, they think that the wrong person went home here. Yeah, they probably think D was probably the right move. And they probably I don't know what Twitter, or or maybe they're, they just wanted someone like Katura to go home maybe. just because it's Twitter.
2: Yeah, it's hard to say for sure. I love trying to interpret Twitter. Yeah. It's like my favorite part of this podcast. <laughs> if um, you're voting in these polls, reply. <laughs> but ultimately Jake's idol play
1: doesn't matter. It doesn't do anything.
0: Oh, shocker. Shocker.
1: I love I love you, Jake. It's it's but it's too easy. <laughs> yep.
2: This is all love.
1: <laughs> all right. Let's get into
0: best worst player of the final five. Josh, us off. Who is the best player of the final five? I gotta go with Austin just because one, he won immunity, and I don't like to just use that as a default. But also, he was able to put a vote on Julie. The other Julie vote, yes, does make sense. Honestly, it might have been better for uh, Austin if D might have gone home here. But you know, I'm not gonna look too too hard at that. But yeah, he was actually able to make a commitment for once in his dang life here and go against what D wants and make his own move. Yeah, D doesn't go with him and. She makes her own decision here, but at least he did that. So good on him. I'm going to agree. Austin he wins immunity, takes a Julie plus coming back in tribal
1: council. He uh handled the, the betrayal by D very well, maybe too well, but uh you know, I still think he made the right move in the end. So Austin's my best.
2: Yeah, it's Austin. Both D and Julie need to go for him to win the game. And as of this point in the episode, he might just be playing nice with D. There is a chance, but he is one step closer to victory with Julie going home. He put his name on it. He parted ways with D on the vote. It is kind of a bad look for for D in, in some respects, like not for Julie's jury vote, but for the optics of the rest of the jury that she kind of dug her heels in. Um, it can certainly go both ways. So it's Austin.
1: For worst player, I'm giving mine to D. You know, it's great that she got Austin back on her side. That's wonderful. I really don't like that she voted for Katura. That was, felt like a waste of a vote. And the thing is, with her wasted vote on Katura, instead of a line, you know, taking out Julie or, you know, making a more definitive move, she was one vote away from being knocked out. If Katura hadn't gotten scared, D's out of the game and doesn't win. Whereas if she does commit and votes for Julie, or Jake even, really, and goes with someone instead of just being like, you know what, no, I'm not going to go along with it this time, uh, she pretty much guarantees she's not going out. One vote, Katura getting panicky,
2: hands D the win or loses D the game. So D is my worst. I agree that it's, that it's D. It's mostly because I think everyone else worked toward their self-interest in some respect. I'm giving another dishonorable mention to Katura because she does get cold feet. And granted, yes, at the end of the day, at the end of the vote, Julie goes home. But also now again, once again, Nobody trusts you. And I feel like even though she got the right person out, she's more goaded than she was before. I think she's lower in the standings again for failing to follow through with anything that she said she was going to do. So Dishonorable mention to her, but D hurt her chances the most by um, not going with Austin on this.
0: I was originally thinking Katura, but since a big threat still went home and she voted for that person, I- I'm only going to give her a dishonorable mention. I am going to have it be D just because D should be going home here And uh, if, if Katura doesn't flip, Wh- which is just so weird. It's just so weird because Jake originally wanted Julie and then she convinced him to go to D and then she flipped back. And so like it's just a bunch of nonsense yes. from Katura. And yet it still works out for her. Yeah. Sure.
1: And I apologize to the viewers if that was confusing. It was confusing to us. That was a wild travel console. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm already emotionally drained. But
2: we're not done yet. Let's <laughs> go to the final four, baby. Once you're all out of emotion, you got to just keep on slugging.
1: <laughs> uh, so they get back to camp, and Jake immediately throws his under the bus for, like, targeting D. He's like, why'd you make me swear
0: on my Nana? I, I wouldn't
2: was- even say he's throwing her under the bus. I think he was just ticked off. He's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> well, yeah, because it doesn't make sense. It was so unnecessary. Jake's mistake was trusting that Katara would act in her own self-interest, which I just said is the most trustworthy thing you can do, which is why sometimes it is best to get rid of the wild cards mm-hmm. early. And Katara has proved time and again that she's a wild card. She's a goat. She's not winning, but you need to be able to manage it. And wild card on- bitches. And honestly, with uh, what Katara's been through in her life, I think the last thing she wants to be is managed. Yeah. True. Uh, and and honestly, more power to her for that. I wouldn't like if I if I had her story. Uh, I think I would have a bit of a problem with being told what to do. Yeah. Um, And I say that again with all respect in the world. Yep. Uh, Completely, completely fair and justified on every level. And all that's fine and dandy,
0: but she does say something that really, really bothered me here. Uh, I I know. Uh, Yep. Because during this confrontation with Jake, which I'm perfectly fine with, you know, air everything, especially when you think someone's in the wrong. But Jake basically asked, like, why? Why even do any of this? And Katura says, because I didn't trust you, Jake, because I didn't trust you to go with whatever
2: plan that we were going to be doing. And why? She said, we need to have some accountability. Here. accountability.
0: Well, we need to have some personal accountability. And uh, specifically, she said, why didn't you just tell me that you're going to be playing the idol on me? Well, Katura, if you actually don't trust Jake in this entire process, why in any of his right mind would he tell you that he was going to be playing the idol on you and trying to whoop-de-wop everyone else on the tribe to be able to make this big move. You have shown time and time again when working with Jake in the past that you'd completely go against him. If Jake tells you that he's gonna be playing his idol for you. You're gonna go around and tell D and tell Julie, and you're gonna vote Jake out.
2: We've seen the cutaway yep. one too many times with Katura. That
0: is 100% what would
2: have happened. So that is why Jake did not tell you about the idol. And that just bothered me so much. Katura was the least trustworthy person on this entire season. Yep. She was also the person who trusted the least. She manages to hold both crowns. And she felt like it was a balancing act, but she tipped over long ago. (laughs) So,
1: Final Four Immunity Challenge. It's, you know, you got to stack a bunch of cups, but you you have to get across like a bunch of trip wires, basically. It's like a a rack of trip wires. it kind of looks like almost like a bed frame of uh, Hmm. of wires that will knock the cups over. Jake knocks all his cups over. And he's rushing to get back into it, so he's just walking across the bed frame
2: thing, and it breaks. Kind of pouty, by the he's way. Might, he was pouty. Might we acknowledge because it, I mean, him and D were neck and neck at like eleven or twelve out of fifteen cups, and then he pulls an Owen and gets a little pouty and breaks the challenge and kicks himself out of the final immunity challenge. And me and Ryan, we looked at Josh and said, "How long ago did you say it's that Owing. Jake
0: was Owen?" Owen had a cup stacking challenge that he broke his stick on. Jake has a cup stacking uh challenge that he breaks the bars on. Yeah. Uh so <laughs>
1: technically Owen was never DQ'd for the challenge, uh, because it like ended right when he broke his stick. But it was but like he, a... he wouldn't
0: have been able to go he on.
1: He wouldn't have been able to continue, but he technically wasn't DQ'd. Jake is DQ'd. He cannot complete the challenge. Uh he's out.
2: Yeah, if one is a DNF, one is a DQ. Like <laughs>
1: And so this let, let's get into Oracle Josh here. Um Thank you. This entire post merge, I can't remember exactly when it was, but you started talking about how you know, especially when I was like, "Jake can win this game," and you're like, "No, Jake's Owen, he's likable." <laughs> That's when it started. <laughs> nothing ever goes his way. He's gonna get to the end and get zero votes. Uh, the football keeps getting kicked out from under him. I'm like, no, 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 no. And then you're completely right. And add on to the fact that just like Owen, Jake breaks something in the final four immunity challenge and loses because of his temper a little bit. So Josh, yes. What are the lottery numbers going to be tomorrow?
0: <laughs> One, two, three,
1: four, oh, no, five.
0: No,
2: it's it's going to be 1843.
0: Uh, okay, it, yeah, 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 it's going to be, it's gonna be JT uh, with a little bit of Parvity in there, maybe. Yeah, yeah, we got
2: uh, Denise and, of course, Allegabler. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, it's uncanny
0: how much
1: uh, Jake's story is similar to Owen's. It really is insane how similar these two are.
2: Corporate wants you to find the difference between these two pictures. Can't do it. I'm glad, but I'm sorry. I'm
0: sorry that it took this long for you to realize it because, actually, it was so obvious to me. Like I, I, I can't even take that much pride in this because it was that obvious to me at the time. And I, I was seeing it a little bit, which is when I first, you know, made that statement. But very quickly, like the very next episode, I I was planned my flag in the Jake can't win this game uh, arena.
2: Now, okay, I I very rarely get to do this. I'm going to step in front of Ryan a little bit like this onslaught. Ryan came around last episode for Mm -hmm. sure. So it's (laughs) not just this week. And there's no way there's no way you saw him breaking a challenge. Okay,
0: no, obviously not. But so so, uh, the the zero vote finalists emblematic of owen and and basically being a zero vote finalist for the same reason and almost more importantly going against the reason why ryan and you i guess uh if we're talking about owen why you guys thought that they could win the game because it was for the exact same reason it was because they're very likable and i was saying but they're not doing anything and not only are they not doing anything but they're not they're attempting to do things and failing uh, and and regardless of what was going on in the game, it was their social game that was being used as the reason why they could still win the game. And I was saying, oh, uh, no, but D is going to end up winning immunity.
1: So D is locked herself into the final three. So she has to decide who she's going to take with her to the end. Obviously, Austin. We all were like, take Austin to the end because then he doesn't get that flashy move on his resume.
2: Oddly enough, probably the right move. 100% the right money. Like, like, I think we need to clue everyone in, though, because we're analyzing this retrospectively. But when D won that challenge, all of us were like, well, there's the game. <laughs> Very Mike Holloway from 30. We were just talking about 30. We were just kind of like, all right, well, we might as well hug it out now because million dollars is hers. It is not. Apparently not. It is not.
1: But D has that secret <laughs> weapon of that she knows that Austin believes she did not tell Julie about uh, the plan to take her out. So she's got that secret weapon in her sleeve. So it is a little bit more.
0: But, easy. but would have winning fire persuaded one person? Because you only got to change one person's vote. I hope not. Because fire making is stupid. I,
2: I, you, I know you, you hope had, not, I know but it has hope, in the past. I know you hope not. But if we're looking at it retrospectively, like, okay, cool. Apparently Austin had a 3-5 th- resume. He had a 3-5 argument. We'll call it an argument. With the fire making and the added risk and knocking someone else out. Maybe it turns into a 4-4. Maybe. Maybe.
1: maybe, But I genuinely hope not. But she doesn't want Austin to have any more limelight in front of the jury, which is smart. So she's going to send Jake and Katura to fire. And uh, Jake is going to end up winning the fire-making challenge and knocking Katura out of the game.
2: At least he finally got something. He yeah, finally
0: was. got it. I'm so happy Jake got something. yeah. <laughs> yep. And, and sadly, this is where my finale prediction finally went off course. I was I was so proud up until this point though because I, I was completely right and I know I've said that multiple times this episode, but I'm gonna keep saying it because I can.
2: Very very quickly. how do you guys feel about Katura kind of being sold as a bit of a jury threat? Did you buy into it or did that no. feel more just uh, hey, we're gonna say our niceties?
0: This is where I'm I, I, I almost wish that she would have won just because I think we would have gotten a completely different edit of hers uh, if she was going to be at final tribal council uh, you know maybe we would have gotten a little bit more of a negative edit for jake and a little bit more positive for katura and who knows maybe there were things that we weren't shown from katura's game
2: And she could have gotten a a, a couple of votes. I doubt it. I was going to say, if that's... But maybe. If that's the case, the Survivor editors deserve way more credit for uh, making every one of Katura's moves look nonsensical.
1: I I never bought Katura's as a, a winner threat. Post-merge, post-merge. Post-merge, but Jake was... Yeah, yeah, because she
2: was the winner Says, says the guy with the winner <laughs> <Yes>, pick. <yes. laughs> Let's check in on like, our winner picks. <laughs> in, this,
1: in this finale, I never bought her as a winner pick. That's what I yes. meant to say. Yep, that's yep, what I meant. Yep, yep. yep, yep. So, yeah, I th- I I think it was more of a case Jake was just so luckless that uh, taking him to the end might be better than taking out to the end. But Jake wins. Katora's out of the game. Let's talk about best and worst player of the final
2: four. Derek. It's D. She wins, and... She wins. Correct. (laughs) She's the biggest threat left out there, and uh, she got it done. There was no way that anyone could put her in a position to take her out. She was not vulnerable when everyone else needed her to be. It was not convenient. Josh?
0: Everything that Derek said, plus she uh, kneecapped, if that's the right term, Austin, from being able to have any sort of extra argument, which I didn't think it at the time, but maybe actually had a purpose here maybe it prevented a tie from happening and who knows what jake would end up doing so yeah it's d uh agree completely one immunity uh, took off in the end but jake and katura do fire smart move the one thing we didn't really talk about either is her conversation specifically with katura before fire making because she talks to katura about like hey i don't want to sit with you at the end i do in general like that because basically you're talking this person up and if you know they get ousted at fire you know that could be a little bit of jury management on the way out. But at the same time, Katura is a really well-spoken person. They don't know she's a lawyer yet, but she already is starting to pitch herself at uh this tribal council and using D's words against her already. Yep. So like, is there enough benefit to do something like that? Um it gets Katura's jury vote. Um,
1: Maybe. But if Katura does make it through, it definitely paints Katura in a positive light. I think at firemaking, you want to be on as good of terms with people as possible as people are going out the door. Just get the jury vote. That's what I think.
0: Especially since she was in a different mindset than like Jake. Jake wanted to be in there and Katura didn't. Yep. But yeah. So when Julie got voted out,
1: she was like, Katura, you should go to law school. So as Katura's leaving, she's like, oh, by the way, everyone, I am a lawyer.
0: <laughs> I am Iron Man. It was great. That and because and, Jake said the same thing to her. Yeah.
1: Go to law school. Yep. Uh, and just like, yeah, lawyer. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> We knew it.
2: She was a lawyer the whole time. Oh
1: my god, <laughs> Secret Lawyer
0: Island. Just like
2: a Scooby Doo mask. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How about worst player, Josh? I don't know. <laughs> you know, you know our options are Austin and Jake. Jake won fire and Austin was just there. I I I can't I can't give it to Austin just because that was just basically a nothing. Uh, everything was out of his hands. Even though Jake won fire, I kind of want to give it to him just because he was being real pouty at the challenge and broke it unnecessarily. Like, I get what he was doing, but it, it, it was very unnecessary. He was completely out of it, though, so I, I wouldn't be opposed to an NA here either. That's what I did, just because I think the good outweighs
1: the bad with Jake here, because he did win fire mm-hmm. and stayed, stayed alive. Breaking the challenge was bad, but like, hey, he made it through, so I'm not going to give out a worse player.
2: I'll do it. I gave it to Jake. He was pouty and he broke the challenge. There was still a chance when that happened, like like in a vacuum, he's being pouty, picking up his cups. D could have dropped. Yep. She doesn't. But how much does Jake breaking the challenge factor into D not messing up? I don't know. And they'll never know. And Jake will never know. And plus, we've already seen this with Owen, where he literally broke a challenge and he couldn't finish. He didn't get DQ'd, but... Just don't, just don't do this. Yep. Um, and even if he says like he was just going quickly, and maybe that is the case, it definitely looked a little pouty, a little stompy. So I, I, I have Jake. I'm willing to say it.
0: Okay, I'll I'll go with Jake because he could still win immunity. Theoretically, it wasn't over yet. So theoretically, you could still win immunity, give it up, and put himself into fire, which would have been uh, a True. bigger, technically, yeah, it wouldn't have mattered, but technically a bigger boost than just being put into fire on your own.
2: Well, and then you knock out D. Because I'm assuming you put yourself against D in firemaking. That'd be the
0: right move. True.
2: And uh, then, okay, you've got a jury that's mostly Bello, and you've got Austin who didn't beat D, and you've got Katura, yeah. who's not getting any votes. I don't think.
1: So yeah, yeah, at the final four, we you know we can't really say did the right person go home, but the question is, uh, Josh, you put did the right per- did D put the right person in
0: a firemaking? Yeah, or? basically, did D make the right choice with who she brought to final tribal? Sure. And seventy-seven uh, percent said yes. She okay. bringing Austin was the right cool. move for her. Big news! Breaking news! I lose my winner pick. Uh, Katura is out of the game. Lasted a lot longer than
1: I was expecting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my day won my OG winner pick. I'm gonna move on to D, and I did this live during the during the episode, so we didn't know D had won yet. Uh, so vouch for me.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. He put his hand in. Oh there. yeah. Do,
0: do you want to reenact? You know your very long thought process of it. Uh, I lost my winner pick. D D. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Immediate. So I'll just jump ahead here, Derek. We did it. Our winner pick won. Yeah.
2: Yay. First, first try. First try.
0: Woo. Congratulations. Josh. Hey, I got more votes than I thought I was going <laughs> to. All right. Final trouble council stuff. We get
1: some words from the jury. They kind of talk to us about what they think of the three going into it. They think Jake had the hardest path to the end. D had an amazing social game, and Austin was a huge threat, but never managed to get his name written down. So that's kind of the, the three big things we get from the jury going into Tribal Council. Tribal Council itself is really fun, really good. We hear from pretty much everybody, but not everybody is worth mentioning, like Kendra. <laughs> Katura wants to know what fears they overcame. Both Austin and D say they were scared of getting close to people and blindsiding them. D
0: makes a note she never had a blindside or two closest allies. I thought that might be a point against her for a second. That's what I thought, too, because, and, and Emily f- frames this really well later, about more acting with heart or emotion and not being able to make the hard decisions. Yep. And Jake's fear was failure.
2: <laughs> Men, Lots of man, chances to overcome it, Jake man. Jake has a face of
0: fear. Oh, my gosh. Dude, someone give the man a hug, please. Jake just lived 26 days in terror the entire time. <laughs> like, I hope he's Okay. <laughs> Like The dude is going to need some serious therapy. Hey, but
2: you know what? He failed on, <laughs> on Survivor. Survivor.
1: <laughs> and I think he said something about that. Like, he's like, you know, there was days I was sad. But then I was just like, I'm sad, but I'm on Survivor.
2: I'm glad he brought it back. It was I a great, it. great around.
1: So Drew asked Austin D what they brought to the read before. Um, and they kind of talk about how close they were and how well they worked together. But Austin's like D was more focused on self-preservation. Whereas I was more
0: focused on helping the group. And I'm like, Austin D finally going to fight. And they do, yeah. And it was really nice for the first, I think, like two questions, and then it was all out after yeah. that. They 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 were willing and and ready to go against each other, and I'm so glad that they did. Yeah, yeah. This n- not Robin Amber, no.
1: God. So like, yeah. Austin talks about his amulet revenge on Kelly, bringing in Emily.
2: Yeah. Has, uh, by the way, hashtag sandwich justice. Sandwich
0: justice, which he said was planned the entire time. It didn't really seem like it. It seemed like he actually wanted nothing to do with the amulets. Uh, And and that's just what it sounded like in confessional. Well, you know, he said, like, I know we're going to get stuck with these amulets. But
2: well, and the other thing is you're talking to the jury. I know Jay's not there, but Kelly's there. You don't want to tell Kelly she made the wrong move with the amulet. You just tell her I wanted to be the one with the excuse to be like, I didn't want to get saddled with this. So, of course, I'm going to be the first person to clear it out. I wanted a sandwich. So I think this was framed perfectly. True or not, doesn't matter.
0: And and, and actually, I think that's I I, I want to bring this up just because it was actually on uh, the On Fire podcast whether or not it is okay to lie during final tribal council and uh, you know wh- where that line is because you want to be truthful about your game and and not just basically take credit for things that you didn't actually do or completely lie about what happened. So like,
1: where is that line? The stuff you want to lie about. Todd Herzog, lying to Jean Robert about why he took out Jean Robert, like, oh, you're the biggest threat. You want to lie in in places where it can stroke people's ego, and no one can verify that. Anything that could be verifiable by anyone on the jury or in the Final Trouble Council, you don't want to lie about that, because that will immediately get brought up and used against you. Ryan Ulrich is the perfect example of this. He tried to take credit for everything in Heroes, Healers, Hustlers, and everybody's like, no, you didn't do anything. (laughs) Uh, so, yeah, you, you only want to lie about stuff where there's no loose ends. And that could be about like your feelings about someone. As long as you haven't told people how you feel about someone, genre bear, you know, Todd hates genre bear's guts. So he's not going to say that to genre bear tribal council. He's going to say, like, no, oh, no, you are just such a huge threat. I had to take you out and really stroke that ego. That's the kind of stuff you want to lie about. Uh, but anything that can be fact checked, don't lie. That's not worth the risk that
2: could blow up in your face. And I want to say, especially with the modern uh, final tribal setup, yeah. it might've been easier to do something like that before, especially if it's like the last juror asking a question and then nobody talks and yep. then you go vote. Maybe you could lie about some gameplay that actually happened, but it would have to be about something that the jury couldn't have talked about at Ponderosa. Correct. I'm all about lying. All you got to do. But like Ryan said, if it's verifiable best to just tell the truth and hope that your game stands on its own. Yep. If you're in that position, you're probably not going to win anyway.
1: But what is interesting is is both Austin and D are going to take credit for the Kendra boot. They're all going to be like, oh, I did this, I did this, and like I did, I took our Kendra. No, I took our Kendra.
0: Which which can be true. Well, like m- multiple people could have their either the same or different motivation and feel like they have just as much influence over a vote, especially when it's coming from you know bringing different
2: people into an alliance to make those moves. And, as
1: as Kendra said, maybe they're both speaking their truth.
2: Well, and and if we harken back to that episode. I recall that Austin and Drew wanted to take out Kendra because they had spent some time with her and they knew that she was a little bit tricksy. And I also remember D convincing Julie not to go for Jake. And that was the first time that we saw D kind of get her way within the alliance where there was a butthead with her number one. So I do think both are true.
1: So Emily, she asked D what was a more logic fo- focused decision she made as opposed to emotional? And D's like, I can't separate the two. I made my relationships first. And the strategy grew from that. Great answer.
0: Oh, I I disagree. I did not like her answer. I I
2: think she missed out on the opportunity to go share. Because,
0: and you didn't really say exactly what Emily said, because she was specifically looking for one example where she was using her head, not her heart. And she wants it to be a specific and concise example. And that is the exact opposite of what Dee said. Dee had a great answer for a different question. Sure, Uh, I really liked the answer that she gave about bringing those two things together, but that's not what Emily was asking for a better one would be to bring up her conversation with Austin and how that specific move when, you know, maybe this maybe this was the opportunity to reveal the information given to Julie about the idol. And that would be a very specific, concise example. I I and don't know about that behind. one. I think
1: she wanted to save that for secret weapon for when Austin tried to bring that up and then she okay. could blow up the spot.
0: Maybe, maybe. Then, then think of a different example. Um, but regardless, my main point is that she didn't, really give emily what she was looking for no she still got emily's vote in the in the end she must have got enough information but at least responding to this specific question i don't think she did at all i I
1: see I, i i do still like the answer because you know what emily was looking for maybe d didn't really have it besides the one which she wanted to save and if you can't if you don't have the thing they're looking for give them something else and i think d did that
2: ryan i think the silver bullet you're talking about is when d reveals that she talked to julie yep I think what Josh is talking about is that D did not talk to Austin, which everyone was aware of. She did not bring Austin mm. in on the druvo. So, that's a good point. So that's yep. the one brainy move that that I wanted sure. to hear her her she, say. She could have done that. Yes. She could have done that. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I was really talking about either of those oh, two. Like sure. she could use either of them. So if she wants to, you know, keep on her holster for later, yeah. awesome.
2: Uh, I, I'm just saying. Put one out there.
1: Yeah, she could have said, I didn't tell Austin about the Drew vote. I really wanted to put in. Yeah, she could have said that.
2: And, yep. he, and and Austin confirmed that had I told him, he would have played his amulet on Drew, which might solidify Drew's vote, but might swing Emily's. That
1: works. Caleb talks to Jake kind of more about his game. And, and Jake, one of his accusations that doesn't quite
0: land, but I thought it was going to for a second. He's like, I made big swings and Austin and D made safe moves. Oh. I, I wish he would have pushed on this more because he brought this up on the beach, like, leading into it. That, that, that was a really big point in his favor on how his game was different from theirs. And, you know, maybe maybe he did and we just didn't see it. But I really wish he would have pushed this to, you know, make them look a little bit worse and, you know, more stagnant as players throughout the post-merge. Sure. Kelly brings up advantages. Austin
1: points out it's pretty cool that he ne- didn't need to play his idol. That's impressive. But he's like, yeah, but, uh, you know, you could have saved through and you didn't because I didn't tell you about it. You were left out <laughs> And these. Like, I didn't need any isles or advantages like at all. Uh, didn't have them. Didn't need them. And then Jake's like, you know, I had one. And was like, yeah, but you screwed up because you should have told me about it. And Jake's like, well, I wanted your genuine reaction of when I played it on you. I travel. um, So,
2: yeah. Yeah. The only thing to, to wrap in, we already talked about Dean once. You know, having hardware and not playing it doesn't earn you the points that you might think yeah. it will. So if, just for those of you out there, if you can do something useful with it, you don't need the souvenir. We get a little bit of showman's
1: talk and they both confirm that the affection was real for each other. It wasn't just strategy. Cute. Cute. Well, let's see if it's still going. I'm dying to know. I gotta know. But finally, here we go. The big moment. Emily brings up the decision that Austin told Dee that Julie was going, which blew everything up and caused Emily to go home. And she's critical of Austin like yeah you shouldn't have told D. and he's like well actually as far as I know D didn't tell Julie and she found she just guessed and played her idol and he's like actually I did tell Julie and the look on Austin's face like the betrayal
0: I can't believe you've done this
1: uh and that's where I'm like yep that's the game
0: yeah, I, you know, they actually had me for, for a while. I actually thought that Austin was winning this final tribal council. Now, whether or not he gets enough votes to win, that that's an argument that could be made. But once this came around, it was the absolute nail in the coffin. And, and I don't think it had to be because I think it was just a miswording by Austin. It was true. Mm-hmm. What he said was absolutely true. But it was the way that he worded it that made him look out of the loop and clueless about the situation. All he had to do was really downplay just the situation overall and and you know make sure that this wasn't going to be, you know, some big secret that's being revealed just in case you, you don't know what other information might be out there in the game, so don't don't even open up the door for people to have a gotcha moment.
2: It was his loyalty to D because in the statement, as far as I know, mm-hmm. D did not tell Julie he was giving Dee the benefit of the doubt and showing it to the jury. I am loyal to her 100, percent and she immediately counters, "Look how loyal he is to me." I lied. Four words to never say at final tribal council,
0: as far as I know. Yep. Uh yeah, you could have said something like, "That was five you, words." You know, Dee <laughs> was
1: my like my closest ally, and I, you know, I wanted to keep her trust. So even if she did tell Julie, like, fine, but like, uh, I told her she was in the loop. That was important to me. Could have framed it like that, but D really puts the nail in the coffin even more because she says Julie wanted to use the idol to at Austin out of the game, and I talked her out of it, and we took Emily out instead. Oof.
2: So yep. two stones with one bird there. Oh, what an answer!
0: Mm-hmm. Game.
2: Game, 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 set, set match. match. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's end up
1: going to be it's going to be five votes for D, three votes for Austin, zero votes for Jake. Give Jake a vote, damn
0: it. No,
2: <laughs> no hinky votes for Jake tonight. He
0: cannot be Owen reincarnate here by getting a vote.
1: So Kendra, Drew and Bruce, they all voted for Austin. Everyone else voted for D. Drew, not shocking.
0: Kendra and Bruce? Kendra's a little surprising. Bruce is less surprising. Bruce is less surprising. Yeah. And and for the first time, the new era, we don't have a blowout win. Yeah, it's, it's, it's refreshing. 7 all,
1: all four of them have been
2: 7-1-0 until this one.
1: Love it, we love it.
0: I love actually having some competition.
1: It was
2: nice, and we
1: didn't think there was going to be any.
2: Well, I was so happy Austin did not get Xandered because what, I mean Josh has been championing the uh, the the Owen Jake comparison for a while now, but I really didn't want Austin to get Xandered because I mean mm. I still think that Xander deserved more than what he yeah. got, uh, but that's again based on an edit wasn't on the island. I'm glad that Austin was able to to play that game better.
1: So now the question is, who would we have voted for? D.
2: Based on the final tribal council and seeing who was loyal to who. And my perception, it, it has to go to D, but I would have given good long thought to the fact that Austin, the big threat, who was brainier than he let on, who was more strategic than maybe uh, looks would appear, severed from Julie when he needed to, Ariba needed to win. And D proved that she was the leader of Ariba, of I believe, and the most well-rounded player. But uh, I would have considered Austin. I would have considered it.
0: I think Austin was the more strategic player for a majority of the game. D made her moves and had her influence. She got her way several times, and I actually kind of knocked her for it when when those episodes came around. But when it, when it came down to it, D was able to separate the emotion from from the game, and Austin was not able to. And D took advantage of that in a great strategic way. Uh, so it's got to be D.
1: Yeah, I think she had the best physical, social, and strategic game. Austin was close with especially with the social stuff, but for me it is D. Uh, what did Twitter think? Did the right person win?
0: Seventy five percent of Twitter said yes, the right person won.
2: All right. Nice.
0: And uh, I mean what what would those percentages be on the island when it with uh, a five
2: to three vote? Uh thirty seven and a half, sixty two and a half, so So
0: pretty close. Survivor after show
1: is a whole bunch of nothing like it usually is. Uh, We need to stop doing this and do like reunions because the after shows are just dumb. It's just people yelling and eating pizza. But I did love that Julie revealed she was a lawyer. That was fun. Did all the lawyers
2: lie on here? Yeah. We found out that Jake lied about being a public defender. He's a prosecutor. He's a prosecutor. (laughs)
1: prosecutor. He told everyone he's a public defender. Same thing. I think. uh, No, no. Nick Wilson. Not to bring up Nick Wilson, (laughs) but uh, he said he was a social worker and he was a public defender. That's what it was. Um. F Nick Wilson.
2: Knew <laughs> <It> was coming.
1: <laughs> Once again, this is an anti Nick Wilson podcast, but you know, unfortunately, he's part of Survivor history.
2: Ryan, you're going to keep earning us those two star reviews. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> if you're
0: you also anti Nick Wilson, leave us a five star review. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. You know, if you
0: if you if you want to leave us a comment
1: saying F Nick Wilson, I'll read it on the podcast. <laughs> five stars. F Nick Wilson. Oh. oh and you goodness. know what? If you're a Nick Wilson supporter, F you. <laughs> I'll gladly take two stars for that. I'll take one star for that. Wow. Ooh, <laughs> even a one star. I, yeah. F Nick Wilson. Let's wrap up this season. Yeah. Season 45 is done. Let's get a new best and worst player of the season. I'll start us off with best player of the season. And as a reminder, we only take into account the people who made the merge. And Jemaya will counter because the mergatory. Oh, how nice. She counts. <laughs> She's not one either. I'll be honest. Uh, but my best player is D. You know, for a long time, I thought for sure slam dunk of Austin. He fell apart at the end. He fell in love. And D, D was able to separate her emotions. Austin was not. I think Derek, you said that. That's, that's why. So D is my best player this season.
2: Yeah. And I actually, I would love to go possibly one step further. We're always saying that everyone who goes out there and says that uh, they want to play like Kim Spradlin, they can't. D did not, but she's the closest we've had the jury values different things, which is why Austin had a chance. But if you really think about how she ran her alliance from day one, and it was strong, and it was reliable, and she got her way almost every time, and Kim didn't, she wasn't perfect either. D was not perfect, but she's the closest I think we've had to a Kim game since Kim. I'm going to pull an Emily here and
0: say, I'm going to push back on that a little You're gonna bit. you going to push back on that? <laughs> the, the one big difference is that D surprisingly actually got a lot of attention for being a threat earlier in the post-merge and I don't think
2: Kim had that during her season both did pretty well with threat management though Mm -hmm. that's why I'm I'm saying it didn't didn't last long and everyone is their own person but Kim comes up so often I just felt the need to acknowledge I think this is the closest we've seen since Kim
1: I think I've developed a new pet peeve I'm gonna push back on that a little bit (laughs) I think that makes me instantly like someone less it's like shut up Just shut up. No, you're not pushing back. I'm going to throw you overboard. (laughs) I I think I hate that. When people say that? I think I hate it. I think I hate it.
2: Is that a finance thing, Derek? It's more just a corporate thing. It's corporate speak. Um, I would say the one that I use in its place. I say pressure test. So corporate That's worse. I like pressure tests.
1: Uh, So, okay. If it's corporate speak, that makes sense. I hate corporate speak. (laughs) (laughs) I'm what you call a no-caller. no caller (laughs)
2: I'm on the no-caller tribe. Oh, great. Uh, uh, Ryan, I do believe that your TPS report cover page is uh, not up to date. What
0: is it that you say you do
2: here, Ryan? (laughs)
0: That's what I get asked every day.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Katura. if you could make a correct move and trust someone, that'd be great. Josh, best player? It's got to be D. Uh, I would
0: like to give a couple of honorable mentions. Obviously, Austin. But then, you know, I think if the season laid out just a little bit differently, you know, people like Emily and Caleb could have made a lot bigger splashes. Emily made a pretty big splash. So I would like to give the two of them an honorable mention
2: as well. Okay. Uh, Worst player of the season. Derek, Who do you got? I, Bruce. Mostly because uh, they literally celebrated his departure. (laughs) Gleefully. (laughs) <laughs> it was way too much of a party, and it might also be the single reason that Emily got voted out was because she celebrated Bruce's downfall too hard. bright, bright a little too hard. Um, so, so it was down to katura and, and Bruce, but I mean, ultimately, Katura had good relationships with everybody, and she was, yeah, of course, Alex being the person making the wrong moves, but I mean... Having a good social game is the bedrock to doing anything in Survivor, and it seems like Bruce really didn't have that. And he wanted to make a lot of wrong moves, and he went on with an idol in his pocket, even though he <laughs> knew he was a target. So, like, the mounting evidence against Bruce is insurmountable.
0: Josh? The only two options, I think, are Katur and Bruce. I, I kind of want to also toss Sifu out there, but, you know, he, he's too far long gone there. I, I'm going to go with Bruce here. Uh, like Derek said, n- nail in the coffin is, is that people celebrated when you, when you got voted <laughs> out. And also, you should have been going to final tribal council, and yet you still got eighth place because people just wanted you out <laughs> of the game. Uh, it, it, come on, man.
2: <laughs> you were so bad at being a goat that you got knocked out early. Oh, no. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. <laughs>
0: So, I,
1: it's Katura and Bruce. I'm actually going to get mine to Katura. And my main reasoning is because she was too focused on Bruce. She was hyper-focused on, like, the wrong thing instead of, like, you should take him to the end. And, you know, like, it's almost like I would expect better from Katura than Bruce. <laughs> and, and the fact that Katura kept, like, sabotaging Bello, and it, it, it was all of Bello, but she was the worst of, offender, um, basically kind of handing the game to Reba. Um, I think Katura's most at fault for... The complete self-destruction of Bellow.
2: I-, I would agree. What's the meme where the person sticks the stick into their own bike the wheel bi- spokes? Yeah. The bike is Bellow. Katura's on the bike, and she's sticking the stick into the spokes yeah. every time. And then she falls over and goes, oh, what yeah, the heck? Exactly. <laughs> Derek, did you have anything for Jeff Watch? Not particularly. I, one thing I want to acknowledge, and this is not really including on fire, just... On screen, Jeff, or what we saw on screen, I do believe we took a step back toward a more pure version of Survivor this season. Um, whatever role he had in selecting all of the endurance challenges, I know that you're not a fan of seeing that many, but I loved it. <sighs> we had so repetitive. We had, but, but they're not mm-hmm. repetitive. I, I just, I St- stylistically, I think they are. I liked the step mechanically that we took in the game this season and so whatever Jeff whatever Jeff's role was in that I want to give him credit for it but he has definitely leaned into Survivor being an experience and not a cutthroat game I do think that the kind of people who apply nowadays that it fits that personality better but that said I I would still like to see like you know dart throwing at a map and pick a random person from all over the United States like random number generator I, I like that like you've said before Ryan so that's all I have for Jeff Wash have a weather report or anything there really wasn't much and um did we have some rain at the beginning i don't even remember i honestly i think was, honest, was a little bit there? but is not much not bad
1: not hard um and last real thing we got to go for social media josh is our mm-hmm. memorability consultant we always uh check in with him in the rewinds to see what the most memorable one of the season is
0: as well as um, i can 45, it's
1: a little different, but I I just, you know, what would you think is going to be? Like, as of right now, what do you think the most memorable moment of the season is? Derek and I obviously have some input, but Josh, it's your call.
0: Yeah, I'll def I'll definitely lean on you guys and take some some nominations. But ones just off the top of my head, you gotta think about the quits here. And and I'm just gonna say to the two quits, I'm not gonna isolate them uh, just because that is so rare to happen on a season of Survivor. Otherwise, I think it's just like more larger storylines that develop because you know you have like Emily's big development uh, as a character. Y- you have uh, you know the ongoing conflict between Katur and Bruce ultimately the really 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 big one is finally having a payoff for shot in the dark Mm. and and i think that might end up being the one
1: caleb shot in the dark i think is a big one kelly's blind side uh, Mm is a big one but i think you're missing the biggest one Mm -hmm. playing with the The boys. boys i think the top gun uh montage sequence is my number one that's a good
2: nomination you know there there are a lot of really fun moments. Like just another honorable mention, I'm going to remember because of that challenge. Every time I see it, everyone who's ever kicked over that challenge, which is Michelle twice, and now Austin's there, and even Jake, he kicked over what he built because you have to kick it over. He didn't deserve to kick it. My nomination was also the the correct vote nullification with uh, the shot in the dark because that that's a record. Um, so when you talk about multiple votes getting nullified by some advantage or an idol. Uh, Caleb will forever be in the conversation, or at least for the foreseeable future, because it was like twelve, or 11, I guess it was eleven,
0: and the first ever for shot in the dark.
2: Yeah, so it, it was it was eleven. It was successful, and for as long as shot in the dark is here, it's almost impossible to have it work out better. So mm-hmm. I had that was my number
1: one. Okay, Austin didn't vote in on that one, so technically, I think it is possible.
2: Right? So yeah. If one. if we if we merge at thirteen, yeah. it's there's room, but not much. Final answer, Josh. I think I'm gonna go with shot in the dark. Okay. I can respect it. But I do like both Kelly's
0: Blindside and Playing with the Boys. Yes,
2: yeah, so the, Kel- the Kelly Loggins or um, Kelly, Ke- Loggins. Sorry, Ke- Kelly Loggins. Sorry, Ke- Kelly Loggins. Kenny Loggins, the Kenny Loggins uh, appearance, and and especially since we get three boys nights here, yeah. <laughs> three boys nights. Last thing
1: we had to do
0: in social media. Yeah, you can follow us, as always, on Instagram and Twitter at Pod, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook. You know, we post uh, some videos on there if you want to see our beautiful faces. Hello. Uh, you can follow us there, which is just Castaway Consultants. We have a website, which is thecastawayconsultants.com, where we post
2: all of our episodes that are easy to search, and Ryan's blogs. They are very wonderful. And the question I'm going to be posting on Spotify for uh, the response is going to be, What is your favorite season from the new era? The options are obviously going to be 41 through 45. Uh, We have our feelings here, but we want to hear from you guys on that. I may post a short answer. I may not. But last thing, just thanks to the fans. This was our biggest and most successful season yet. Mm -hmm. We say it all the time, but we don't say it enough because you can't. Uh, You guys are the best listeners because you listen to us and we put this out there for you. Ryan puts in a lot of hard work. Short round of applause or snaps for Ryan for editing again this season. Thank you, Ryan. You don't have to, but we appreciate that you do and we get to sound crispier than a lot of other competitor podcasts as a result. Truth. Uh, so send some love for Ryan in the comments or in a review if you want to if you want to acknowledge him for that. Other than that, I've I've got nothing else and I'm uh, ready to put a put a bow on it.
1: Yep. Um and last thing uh, just a reminder uh so season's done. Uh, so we take a couple weeks off here for the holidays. And then uh, like the first week of January, I think uh, like the third or fourth or something like that, uh, I'll release the first uh, of our rewind series uh, for Kageon. That's two parter. And those will be every two weeks.
0: We think until season 46 starts. Yeah. We might only get one season. Cause I think they said the last week of February is yeah. when 46 premieres, which yeah. is earlier than I, usual. I don't
1: know. We'll look at it, but that's the plan right now. And then, uh, Once we get back from Christmas break and and stuff in January, we're going to start San Juan del Sur season 29. So we'll get into that. In the meantime, this has been the Cast of Consultants.
2: Got nothing else for you. Good night.